Do I need a life coach? You're listening to episode 75 with Rhiannon Bush, part nine of the Your Year series. Welcome to the Do I Need a Life Coach podcast. We're here to discuss the ins and outs of the life coaching industry and give you tools to use to see for yourself. I'm your host, Rhiannon Bush, mother management consultant, and a passionate, certified life coach. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2024. How exciting is that? Well done for making it. I hope you got to celebrate in whatever style you chose to, whether it's just at home on the couch with loved ones or out at a raging party or watching fireworks or however you chose to celebrate. I hope you had a wonderful time bringing in the new year. So well done. I made a mistake on the last episode. So if you think you missed something, you absolutely didn't. Today, we are talking about defining success. Turns out I'm going a little bit nutty with all the activities that are going on. So forgive me. Uh, I apologize. And yes, we are defining success today because I don't know if you've realized this, but success, so subjective One person's idea of success is definitely not another's. And while, yes, there are universal kind of ideals around what success is or isn't, as in like private jets and mansions and enough money to not ever have to think about it again, you know, we all have our own definition. And actually, it's often not things external to us. Success really is something we feel, not something we have. So, We are covering that today. Last episode, I mentioned how I needed to define success as a mum. As a new mum, I became so clouded with people's opinions and the way others were doing things and how I was being advised. (laughs) Um, I felt overwhelmed. So you might mention from uh, last episode, I talk about overwhelm a lot. That is something that I have in the past, yeah, experienced. For you, it might be anger. For you, it might be frustration, sadness, aggression, whatever it might be, but you might have a different version. For me, it's overwhelmed. So as a new mum, I sat down and I decided how I needed to define success as a mother. Becoming a parent had completely flipped my world upside down in the best way, but I'd also lost a big sense of my identity and who I was before I was a mum. And that made it harder and more overwhelming when everybody was an expert and felt the need to impart their parental wisdom upon me. If you're a new parent, you'll totally get what I mean by this. So I had to really sit down and consider how I defined success as a mum, what it meant. And if you're not a parent or you've got no interest in being a parent, consider it a an employee or a business owner or put your own version of that in here, right? Because really you can define success multiple different ways for different parts of your life for the different hats that you wear. So, you know, that's actually something Amy spoke about when she wrote in. She was like, I wear different hats and I've got all of these hats and it's too many hats. And so it was quite amazing to read her story and go, yeah, okay, you are wearing a lot of hats and how can we try to unpack a lot of that to give you clear direction moving forward? So Amy, I hope we're on the path and we hope, you know, we're helping. So yes, really think about however this impacts you. Might not be as a mum, might be as a career person, it might be as a carer, it might be however you want to define it in your life. Okay, it might even be as a romantic partner. So 
If I was a successful mum, what did that look like for me? And success is applicable depending on the activity and also for how you embody being a certain person, right? So example, if I live a happy and healthy life without regrets and provide for my family, that would be success for me. Big picture, overarching success statement of my entire life. Or it can apply to something so specific, being a mum, being a personal trainer, being a management consultant, being a business owner, whatever. So pick whatever feels right for you right now. But if your goal is around something specific, then maybe go there first and just try this on. So truthfully, when, you know, I think when it comes to specifics, it's more like a goal. For example, I want to increase my salary in 2024 by 25%. A trick I learned from a really great friend of mine, Matilda, is that when your goal setting have thresholds, have an upper and a lower limit. For instance, I want to increase my salary by 2024 by at the very least of 25%, but ideally I'd like it to be 50%. So you've got this upper and lower. I want to start working out. I want to work out between two and five times a week. When defining success, it's more like a vision statement. It's aspirational. It may not have those measurable qualities. Google says success is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. And I like to think of success as a sweeping statement that you can carry with you throughout your life. It doesn't change too much and it's not so stringent and rigid that you have to monitor and measure it all the time. I like to think of it more as a guiding principle that you can remind yourself of it when you need it rather than something to consistently calibrate your results against. The reason it's important to define success is that without it, we fly blind. It's like we're going about our lives, but we're not clear on what we want, what will make us happy, what we're striving for, or even the state that we want to be in. So at least when we have a little bit of an idea of what success looks like for us or how we define it, we will recognize it when we see it. So really when it comes to defining success, you can do whatever you want with it. I concluded that my baseline as a mum is that I am responsible for my kids' safety, their physical, spiritual, intellectual, and mental safety. This gave me such clear boundaries about what I would and wouldn't discipline them for and what I would or wouldn't pull others up on, how I would behave. So, for example, I mentioned it last episode, my son, he puts on different and odd-colored socks and shoes on at the moment, which he just is going through a massive phase. <laughs> it's quite funny, really. Does that impact his safety? No. So do I need to worry about it? No. Does playing outside without sunscreen on affect his safety? Yes. So that's something I worry about and I make sure I make a point of putting on sunscreen every morning and when they're outside, just like brushing their teeth and eating healthy food. So deciding this success statement for me, it gave me a baseline And then the aspiration as a mum is that my kids are really certain in themselves. They know who they are. They have a strong sense of identity. They know what they want and they act accordingly. So for instance, if they make a mistake, like they treat somebody badly, they know how to rectify it. Or if they decide to go against the majority on something because they believe that that's right, they do so. And at the end of the day, if they lie their head on the pillow of an evening and they know that they did the right thing by themselves and by others in the way that they define that, that's what I want for them. 
Having that written down in front of mind means I have some kind of guide or best guiding principles plan if you can go that far and it helps calm me down and know what my boundaries are set, you know, for me to be successful. It sets me up to succeed because I'm aware of it as an adult, as a woman, defining success is deeply personal and it can vary significantly from person to person. I have defined success for me as a mum, as a worker and as a human, as an adult because I found that those lines are quite blurred. I didn't feel it was necessarily appropriate in one, one body, one person to be really sensual and sexual while also being a really competent mother. The two, oddly, in my mind didn't go very well. Now as I'm saying it, you know, I hope to raise my kids to be all that they want to be, but there are these different sort of personas that we put on and if it helps you to think about yourself as a bit segmented or slightly different depending on what you're doing in life, then do that. If you disagree with me on that and you would rather have all of the characteristics and all of the definitions for success for the one thing, then that's okay too. This really has to be your exercise and you have to make it about you. Get that trusty notebook and pen or blank paper, whatever you're using, and write the word success in the middle of the page. Now, write down all the words you associate with that word. Just dump all the words down that come up to you about success. Then use some or all of these tips that I'm about to go through to help you define success. You may get it today, next week, next month. Plant the seeds in your mind and let them grow. You will define what success means for you when it's the right time for you and when you know. So the first thing, reflect on your values. Success often aligns with our personal values. Reflect on what matters most to you, whether it's family, career, personal growth, community involvement or something else. Two, Focus on happiness and fulfillment. Success doesn't always equate to wealth or prestige. Consider what brings you joy and fulfillment. It might involve pursuing passions, maintaining meaningful relationships, contributing to a cause you care about. What each day makes you happy? I promise you it won't be the big things because they are too infrequent. It'll be staring at a bumblebee as it sucks the pollen from a sunflower or watching your children interact together, realizing you created a safe space for them to foster that relationship, or eating something delicious, or how you feel when you can tick your workout off for the day. It's actually little simple things that make us feel great. Yes, big things too, but frequency can help us focus and get momentum, and it matters. Three, equally focus on impact. Consider how your actions and achievements impact others positively. Contribution is core need of our spirit and success that brings genuine and sustainable happiness. Often it involves making a meaningful difference to somebody other than ourselves. Four, measure beyond external factors. So while financial stability or career accomplishments can be part of success, also consider aspects like work-life balance, mental well-being, overall happiness and health. What each day makes you feel content? How do you easily meet your values each and every day? Tiny things. 
Number five, identify what wins you've had or things that have made you laugh every single day. I do this with my son. We tuck into bed each night and I ask him what was the best thing that happened today or what made you laugh today or what was your favorite thing today? And I make sure he answers me. It's easy to focus on what's not working or what went wrong, but you can flip that around. And even if you don't feel like there is anything, make sure you pick something that was good in your day, no matter how small it is. Recognizing progress and little things that made us feel good and wins focuses our articular activating system better and it reinforces that sense of accomplishment and gratitude, which again create foundations for us to succeed and to vibrate at a higher frequency, which means we attract more into our lives. Six, clarify your priorities. At different stages of your life, different things will be important. You may be able to do it all. And if that's the case, go you. But my personal experience of trying to do it all meant I did nothing or I half-assed everything and was mediocre. I was mediocre as a mum because I was half-present. I was mediocre as an employee because I was so tired. I was mediocre as a human because I didn't take enough me time. So determine what aspects of your life are the most important to you right now. Think about your goal. Think about what you're trying to achieve and think about what's important to you about achieving that goal and therefore what you're willing to sacrifice. Consider relationships, career, personal growth, health, community involvement. Any other areas that hold significance for you and make your life meaningful. Seven, self-reflection. Understand what drives you, what you deeply care about and what brings you joy. And don't just do this sparingly. Sit down, give yourself at least half an hour. It may take longer. It may also take half an hour. Give yourself really great focus time to do that self-reflection. And eight, be authentic. This is about you, nobody else. I know I ask this question a lot, but what do you want? This is why it's so important to give yourself quality time to self-reflect because without it, we can struggle to identify what our true desires are because we are infested, for lack of a better term, with other people's opinions and other people's thoughts and society's viewpoints. Identify what you want and stay true to yourself. When you get judgment or opinions from others, just remind yourself of your success statement and what it is you're trying to achieve and why. Make sure it's in alignment with your values. It will make for a much more fulfilling life, even if it does upset a few people along the way. So once you've brain dumped all the words you associate with success, stop and pick your favorites, the ones that you truly feel in your body. You may have some of these already, you may not, and that's okay. This can be an aspirational exercise. Play around with making it into a sentence. A good friend of mine always talks about appreciating today and being excited about tomorrow. Winston Churchill said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So if you struggle to come up with something of your own, feel free to Google it and steal somebody else's until you come up with your own. It's an okay solution. <laughs> It's taking outside resources and bringing them in. It's a great option. And you can use quotes to get started if you like. Motivational statements. You know, I heard something Anthony Mundane said recently, and normally I you know, wouldn't listen to him at all. But he said, it's not about the setback. It's about the comeback. And I think that's truly awesome. Your success statement has to be right for you. 
It has to outline something that you can follow and remember and it just resonates with you and it sets those boundaries for you. George Bernard Shaw said, don't wait for opportunity, create it. I read a few quotes to write this podcast in the research that I was doing and a lot of them didn't really cut it in the way of defining success. Because the key is that your success statement creates action. It creates an emotion in you that allows you to view the day or what you're doing that day through a certain lens. So when you're playing with a sentence or words, you'll know it's right for you if it creates the emotion you want to experience. For instance, when I heard it's not the setback, it's the comeback, that puts a fire in my belly and it makes me want to slay the day. I'm like, bring it on, let's do it. The quote, don't wait for opportunity, create it, that opens up my thinking and it makes me question how I can create today to get what I want to get done, done, and how I can do it better. So how do you want your success statement to make you feel powerful, appreciative, motivated, authentic? When I think about my success statement as a mom, you know, I'm responsible for my kids' safety, psychological physical, spiritual, all of that, I it actually makes me very sort of grounded and mama bear. I'm like, damn straight, that's what I'm here for. That's, that's my role as their mum. It is their safety. And I will do whatever I have to do to protect it. It really kind of puts, again, that fire in my belly to be like, no, line crossed, done. So come up with a statement. Work on your statement. Authentic success is deeply personal and unique. And it's about living in alignment with your values, finding fulfillment in what you do, creating a life that resonates with your authentic self. So spend the time coming up with your definition. Even if it's not perfect right now, make sure you have something. You can refine it moving forward, but now at least you have a foundation to work with, a starting point. That's progress. Progress over perfection. Check whether your goal aligns with your definition of success. If it does, great work. If it doesn't, that's okay. Why doesn't it? What's missing? What are the gaps? Write up your definition of success and stick it up on a wall somewhere or a mirror. Getting it up to eye level will help the mirror neurons in your brain comprehend it and get your RAS focused on it. So once you have something written down, remember to embrace personal growth. Success often involves challenges and hurdles you have to overcome. So be open to alternative ways of doing things. New people, different experiences, learning opportunities, challenges, things that help you to get where you want to be. Evaluate your success statement as you need to and as your life evolves. What success means to you now may change in time. Your priorities and values may shift So revisit it whenever you're not feeling like your success statement gives you what you need it to anymore. Set personal goals as we are in this Your Year series. Follow the process I'm taking you through. Each time you want to achieve something new, come back, follow the process. Tweak the process to work with you. And always create your own definition of success. Adapt it so it makes you feel what you want to feel. Remember, this is your definition. You can change it, edit it, completely start again at any time. I want to acknowledge and congratulate you for doing the work. Remember, self-reflect. Give yourself the gift of time. Well done. I will see you soon. Hey, before you go, I always find reviews really helpful when looking for new information or insights. 
If you found this podcast valuable, please take a minute to write a quick review about what you found most beneficial so that other people can benefit from your insights and have a listen as well. I would love that. Also, if there are any topics you want me to cover specifically about life coaching or the life coaching industry, visit rhiannonbush.com to contact me. Thanks for joining and I'll see you in the next episode of the Do I Need a Life Coach podcast.